Which house would be easier to break into? The McAllister house or the Mercer house? Home sweet home alone. Let's chat. Welcome to the Center Cuts Center Chat. I am Dave. And I am Michael. And we are here being bad boys again. I like being a bad boy, I think. I mean, honestly, a little beanie never hurt anyone except Pam and Jeff. They got very, very hurt. Bad news. Before we dive into the chat today, I wanted to give one quick update. You may have heard me grouse about my Alexa Echo Dot using Alex Trebek's dead voice for my Jeopardy game in our last main episode. Mm -hmm. Well, 13 months after he passed, they finally changed it two days before our main episode dropped. Because of course they did, just to make me sound stupid. The universe is against me. Also, I already missed Trebek's voice. I'm, I'm sorry for what I did. That's what you get. So that's the update. But today, as you mentioned, we're discussing which house we wanted to break into the McAllister house from the classic Home Alone 1, Kevin McAllister, or the house from the last main episode, Home Sweet Home Alone, the Mercer house with Max. Mm, I think there's some clarifications. There are. What is our end goal? Like, are we trying to steal things in the house, kidnap a kid, like, God forbid, decapitate a sleeping family? That was one of my main questions was like, how ruthless am I in the break-in? <laughs> Am I trying to just slip in, grab something and slip out? Am I just like trashing the place? Am I trying to find someone specifically? Like, what's our deal? In Home Alone 1, obviously, the original goal is let's steal stuff. But then it ended up turning into let's steal stuff and hurt this kid because he's hurting us. Yes, he's left the house, but we don't care about the house anymore. We just want to kill this kid. Right. And then that's not at all what happened in Home Sweet Home Alone. It was we just want to get the one thing we came for and then get out. Yes, we want to get this doll, but we also want to be as brash and obnoxious about it as humanly possible. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask this. Both of them are involved getting something, at least one thing from the house. Are we trying to rob something specific, though, or just like supermarket sweep style, just snatch and grab whatever we can. Hmm. I would honestly even be willing to say that like a break-in to rob is completely different than a break-in to harm a child. Yeah, I don't think we're trying to harm a child. I think if we just, maybe if we just leave it as vague as just breaking in to, to rob or to steal, whether it's one thing or multiple things, I think we can argue that. Okay, cool. I, I think that's good. So we are breaking in to steal things. Yes. So ultimately, our goal is to try and do it to the best of our ability without causing too much of a ruckus. No, but we are. I don't think we should leave off the table that we could hurt a kid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's always a chance that you're going to hurt a kid. That's just mm -hmm. an ambient thing I live with on a daily basis. <laughs> Another major question I have then at that point would be, are we assuming that these are the homes from the movies in a sense that these are the families living in them? Or are we just talking about these homes in general without any kind of like assumption to who lives in it? I think part of it is who lives in it. And then, of course, we're assuming that the boys are home. Yes. Kevin is home in the McAllister residence and Max is home in the Mercer residence. All right. And they're the only ones home. Then that makes sense. An important clincher for me to confirm 
we're doing this at the time of the movies, right? So we're breaking into the McAllister residence in 1990 and Max's house in 2020 or 2021. Correct. Okay. I think that makes sense. And that's going to be a lot of the argument. I don't have anything else to clarify this time. This not as many clarifications. I'm, I'm ready to nah, discuss. Let's get into it. I think we can break this argument down into three main categories. Number one, 1990 versus 2021. I think that's a lot of the argument, at least on my end. Number two is Kevin versus Max, like having to contend with them as house protector. And then I actually think probably the least important of the three is the actual house versus house. And, and I say that because we can basically sum that last one up by saying the houses are essentially the same. They're just giant two-story middle-class mansions. Keeping the time frame separate for just talking about the buildings uh, the buildings are essentially the same. Yeah. In terms of just the house in general, I think they, they're pretty comparable. You're right. Yeah. Realistically, there's really only two categories. It's the time and then the two people that are in the house. Yep. Okay. So, so let's start with the first one, 1990 versus 2021. Obviously, things have changed quite a bit in the past 31 years. I think ultimately, though, there are pros and cons to both in terms of ease of us breaking in. The first thing I thought of is that home security has improved vastly. Correct. Especially if it is home security that is established and maintained (laughs) by Kevin McAllister. It's true. And I didn't even think about that. You're right. In Home Sweet Home Alone, the the joke is that it's protected by McAllister Home Services. So he has direct experience with someone breaking in. It kind of almost makes it like if we're breaking into the Mercer home, we're having the face Kevin and Max. (laughs) Yeah. If we assume that McAllister security actually just has childlike booby traps in, in your house. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little disappointed in that. So I, uh, to, be, to be honest, I went back and watched the middle of this movie with my wife because she did say that the middle was better than the ends that we saw. And I was really disappointed when the security system didn't have anything special about it. Like if you're going to go out of your way to make it obvious that Kevin McAllister is the owner of this company and runs this security system. I felt like there should have been something special about it. Mm. Like there should have been some, like just at least uh, an Easter egg or something right. like booby trap like that would make sense when you disable the alarm. It like does one of the clips from that stupid movie or something like something yeah. like that. But there was just nothing. It was just a regular alarm, which made yeah. me mad. And we don't see any of this directly in the ends of Home Sweet Home Alone. Maybe you see some in the middle. I I didn't go back and watch it. But a well-off family like Max's could easily have cameras in all the rooms or at least the ones containing valuables. Yeah. So we didn't see any in the middle, but you're absolutely right. That uh, that could absolutely be part of that security system. Right. And there's got to be at least one of those fancy ring doorbells. I got to have one of those. Got to. Yeah. Now, could I find a way to disable the cameras or wear a mask and just be quick with a snatch and grab once I'm inside? Yeah, I could, but it 100% makes it more difficult. It poses a challenge. Yes. Yeah. I mean, lock technology is essentially the same. (laughs) Surprisingly, nothing has changed with locks really in 32 years. So that's not really a point for either. I mean, a door lock is still a door lock. There are more complex door lock systems. They have less variability to them. And that's honestly the, the way that you pick a lock is just based on the fact that the machining of the parts of that lock leave gaps that you can take advantage of. And those are less so than they were, you know, 20, 30 years ago, because just technology has advanced the machine 
machining of those small pieces to make them fit together better. So although there hasn't been like a lot of changes in terms of a lock's a lock, the actual mechanisms inside of the lock are more effective than they were and I think would be harder for you to pick. God, you're a nerd. Mm-hmm. Remember when keys were just like a big, long black thing with like one little hook? Yep. <laughs> Man, I always laugh when I'm watching like a period piece and that's a key. It's just like <laughs> one thing. God, it's like I could unlock this door with literally anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Windows are basically the same. I mean, maybe they were a little weaker in the 90s. I got to admit, I didn't do any glass integrity research. What do you got for me, nerd boy? Do you have any stats on, on window thickness? I do not have any stats on window thickness, <laughs> although they are more efficient. So I would assume that they're thicker or yeah. at least have more panes. Yeah. However, I would be willing to bet that part of the security system, we don't see it in the movie, but part of the security system would be those window detection. So like anytime you open yes. a window, it detects the fact that that window is open. Yeah, that's true. It, it's not really a crazy technology. Mm. Are we sure they didn't have those in 1990? It could have existed, just at really high price points, or it was yeah. just like really shitty. Like you can walk by the window bad, and it's like, me alarm. Yeah. That's what all my alarms do. They go, me alarm. <laughs> yeah. Now, security was more lax in the past overall, mm-hmm. but I also think that neighbors were nosier. Agreed. People are so siloed off and antisocial now that I bet if one of the neighbors saw me now, they would just turn a blind eye like, good, I hate the Mercers and their shitty stuck up British kid anyway. Yeah, that's honestly like why in the first movie they had to make a point of explaining that all of the other neighbors were also away on vacation. Like the wet bandits like did their homework and know that no one's there. Whereas in the in the current one, they didn't even address it one bit. (laughs) Because no one gives a fuck about anybody else. No, and it's either they would turn a blind eye or they would post about it on their local Facebook page. Like, look at the video of these two fat guys trying to get into my neighbor's basement, LOL. Yeah, they don't even call the cops. They just, like, try and make a viral video and then all my shit gets stolen. Just call the cops, Susan. Stop posting to Facebook first. Like, why are we putting all this faith in an app Zuck made to get his nerdy dick wet? Just call the police. Just call the police. We're on first part of our first, last name basis. First part too. of our last name basis is nice. <laughs> the old Zuck. In 1990, you had people like Marley and his shovel of doom to swoop in and knock me out like he does in the first Home Alone. Yep. I would not mess with Marley. Dude goes into gift shops and slaps his bloody up hand on the counter like a rude jerk. And he has a reputation of killing people and hiding them in his salt by the neighborhood kids. I can't contend with that. I was always confused why they added that part to the first movie of him having his hand wrapped. The idea was just they needed a reason for him to be in this drugstore. Yeah, and I was I like, so. to buy Band-Aids because he hurt himself. And because it just looks spooky. Yeah, it's just spookier. Yep. How did he hurt himself? Killing someone? He's not a very good murderer. Yeah, so I think there's points to both there. Like, security better now, but neighbors won't see you now. So Yeah, so the big question then becomes is kind of a cost-benefit analysis, right? Is it worth the extra effort you're going to have to put in for a better haul of shit that you can sell for high dollar figures, or does it make more sense to have an easier home to break in in terms of just the time frame, not the boys. Is it worth having an easier house to break into, and but you're only going to be able to steal like nice china and jewelry? Yeah, I, that's one of the biggest underrated advantages for 2021 is valuables, like you said, are lighter and smaller. Yeah, I could walk through my living room right now and now, now I'm just inviting people to come and steal things from my home, <laughs> but I could probably walk through my living room right now and collect like at least five grand worth of shit, you know, and it's just like with TV 
TVs and computers and and this and that and phones and shit. There's just like there's so much stuff that you could easily get. If I walked through my living room when I was eight years old, I could collect all that shit and it would be worth a hundred dollars. Not only that, it's just bigger, like a VCR. Yeah, it's like carrying a giant TV out to the car. No thanks. Three hundred pound TV, a sack of quarters. Like that sounds miserable. <laughs> I'm going to throw out my back for $65 worth of electronics after yeah, I trade them into a bunch. Exactly. It's like, so what were they really spending money on back then? Well, I guess appliances were expensive and furniture was expensive, but like, that's the kind of shit that's like really hard to steal. Right. But now in these days, you could just walk through a house and just like collect thousands of dollars worth of stuff and you just can put it in your pockets. Right. It's like a Nintendo Switch. I could steal debit cards, credit cards, the password to somebody's crypto wallet yeah. in the same space as one boombox. Yep. Exactly. So it, it almost makes it worth the extra effort that you're going to have to put into breaking into a house in, in 2021. But the payout is going to be much better. But it's also maybe harder to unload those things because there's more tracking. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you. It depends, you know. Some I guess it depends on what trackable. you're taking. Right. There is a lot more security involved in stuff. Like you take a phone in the past and it's just a phone. But you take a cell phone now and it's like, well, it's locked and you got to figure out how to unlock it and delete everything in order to sell it. And and you're being tracked wherever you have it. Yeah. It's like, where's my iPhone? Oh, it's it's downtown, <laughs> downtown, three miles away. Perfect. Yeah. And like you said, I could literally just grab everything I need in one trip. There's no way I'm getting in and out in under six trips back in 1990. Yeah. That's the thing is that back in 1990, I could break in and steal stuff without really any prior knowledge at all. Like as I am right this minute, I could do that. And I feel like I could, I have a chance of getting away with it. Like a pretty solid chance of getting away with it. Yeah. But right now I would, I need to be like a hacker <laughs> and like, you'd have to have all these additional skills. Yeah. You need more skill sets. If I'm willing sure. to put in the effort, if, if it is worth it to steal all those things, but that's a lot of time and effort I'd have to put in. It's true. Now I don't plan on getting caught. But something to consider is what would happen if we did get caught? I did some digging and the best statistics I could find tell me that the prison sentence for burglary would be lighter now versus 1990. So if I get caught stealing from Kevin, I'm looking at about four years in the slammer, roughly. If I get caught trying to rob Max, though, I'd probably only expect to see about a year and a half. But the prison I would be stuck in probably hasn't been updated since the 90s. So probably <laughs> still not a win, yeah. but it's something to factor. If we do the crime, we'd have to do more time if we broke in back then. Yeah, your prison, like they have one TV and it's like this little like 20 inch tube TV. It's terrible. Ugh, gross. Let's let that marinate. And while that's marinating, maybe we should hit him with a center commercial, David. Oh, yeah. Center commercial. So we can pay some bills and not actually have to burgle. Mm-hmm. In the holiday spirit, we skipped a true ad this week and wanted to remind you all about our various podcast friends that we have done guest spots on over the years. We hear it all the time. We want more The Center Cut. Well, go check out these shows, whether it's the episode we guested on or any other, you will enjoy yourself. That's a fact. One Hit Thunder, Chris Fafalius from the band Punchline, as heard in our Midsummer episode, and Matt Kelly of Geekscape slash everything, who will be on the show in the very near future. Shh. We talked about Hoobastank's The Reason. Very, very fun. Damn Fine TV. Literally like six episodes or something. Twin Peaks Reactions. Best of TV lists, just plain fun. Just go listen to them already. Whack Brackets, also like six episodes. Much fun, ridiculous debates, and Mike is a gem. 
We were also on Thirst for Knowledge. The TFK guys, you heard them on our episode covering Sex in the City back in season one. We've been on four times or so. Once to do the center cut thing on Brokeback Mountain, which was a great episode. And another time to do some center chat-esque debates. Unearth Gems, featuring friend and superfan Nan. Michael and his wife were on to discuss an episode of the show Steven Universe, so if you hate me or only listen to hear Michael make a fool of himself, here's your chance, so go enjoy. The Toddcast. Hosts Michael and Brad were on our Joker episode last season, and they actually broke their normal Todd-only mold to have us on. And it was, dare I say, sexy. Sticks and Stones. That's S-T-I-X. Weird. Way back, those ladies had us on, and we did our thing with a series premiere of Shameless, only watching the first and last five minutes. But as you can see, we are everywhere. So go check them out. You're welcome. Michael, now that we have talked about every podcast we've ever loved, what can people know about our show? Well, if you have feedback, as always, send it to the centercutcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and you can check out all our socials. The big one's Instagram at the underscore center underscore cut and Twitter and Facebook. You can definitely check us out there as well. Just search the center cut. We are all over the place. Yeah. And if you listen to us on Spotify, Spotify just recently added a rating feature. So if you could throw us a five star there, that would be much appreciated. Yeah. Hit us up. If it's new, we might be able to get up on those charts. Yeah, baby. Baby. Michael, let's talk about boys. Yeah, Kevin versus Max. I think it's time. Now, we have to try to set aside the fact that Kevin is a cool little kid with a slightly bad mouth and Max is the spawn of Satan and not even portrayed to be a good child, right? Because like, yes. we're not, outside of us being able to trick either one into being our friend and hanging out with them, it's mostly irrelevant who's nicer or cooler. I actually think it is kind of important because like, if I broke in and saw Kevin McAllister... I'd feel bad. <laughs> but if I broke in and saw Max Mercer, I'd punch him in the face and move on. <laughs> okay, that's a fair point. I didn't think about that, but you're right. You're right. I would have a reason for pause when I broke into the McAllister house when Kevin is standing at the top of the stairs. I'd immediately be like, oh, I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> I need to leave right now. Yeah. I can't, I can't harm this boy or his family. But Max, it's like, you know... Who cares? Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I, that is, it is something, to, it's something to think about. But I, I do think that we're more concerned with their size and most importantly, their skill at making traps. <laughs> their size? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we concerned about their size? Are you worried that Max might be a difficult to overcome? Well, I just, I'll keep it short because I've shat on this kid so much in our main episode, but Max is larger than Kevin. Kevin, maybe because he's smaller, he might be more nimble. But Max could probably beat me up and he's only 12. Watching the movie again with Emily and seeing him say at the end when referring to him as the ugly boy uh, or, or he thinks they're referring to him as the ugly boy. And he says, my mom says I've just got character. I felt terrible. <laughs> I felt absolutely terrible that this young boy is portrayed like that is the movie wrote him portrayed as ugly mm -hmm. they wrote a line into the movie <laughs> that is supposed to play on the fact like joke on the fact that he is not cute mm -hmm. that's fucked up <laughs> from the actor's standpoint that's crazy imagine casting a 12 year old for a movie and being like yeah like the here's this line you have to say 
He's like, well, doesn't that make it sound like I think I'm ugly? I'm like, oh, yeah, because everyone else does. <laughs> Pretty That's much. Insane. Yeah, I don't I don't want to say any more mean things. I've said enough. I'm going to get in trouble by PETA or no, PETA's for animals. What's the organization that's anti being mean to kids? Um, Is there not one? Phew. Now, we didn't get to see all of Max's traps in the ends. I know you saw all of them in the middle. I did. I did. Yeah, we saw a good deal of them in the end. Anyway, Max, he had the billiard ball gun, which I honestly think out of all the traps that we've seen in both movies is probably the most pain providing and it can get me at a long range without me having any real way to avoid it. Yeah, you should have seen <laughs> seen him knock him in the head with a pool ball. It was pretty fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, because m- most of Kevin's traps can be outsmarted if you're just not a moron. Like, hold the railing when you're going up in steps in the winter. Don't go barefoot into an open window without even looking at the floor, Marv. Come on, Marv. Look at the steps you're climbing up to make sure there's not a nail sticking up. I There were a few scenes that I... I saw in the first movie that, you know, even in our main episode, I I hadn't watched the first movie in a long time. And I was like, these like his chaps make sense, which they do. Like most of them are are more plausible. Yes. But also obvious. How did you not see that coming? Like the nail um, and stuff like that. But I guess the same thing kind of happened in in Home Sweet Home Alone. You didn't see this, but he presses the the buttons on the keypad and he put a pin through the two. So when he pushes it in, like he hits pin. But it's like full on sticking out. It's like there's no way you would have missed that. Yeah. And then like in Home Alone 1, being feathered or getting a tarantula on your face, those are more just nuisances. They're not actually deathly. Oh, my God. But Marv's screen got me real bad in that first one when I watched it. Yeah. Max's icicle gauntlet, dangerous and basically unavoidable. The yeah. trampoline tree bounce, hard to avoid if you're actually jumping down to get him. I would be willing to say that in the Mercer home, I have a better chance of dying. Yes. There wasn't really anything in the first Home Alone where I was like, oh, these dudes are like really fucked up. They're going to the hospital. They're going to be paralyzed for life. But like there were a number of traps on even on our our N15 there, but also in the first 15, we were like, man, they got fucked up. No, I mean, the worst thing in Home Alone 1 is is maybe either Harry's head lighting on fire or the paint can to the face but like that's mm-hmm. nothing compared to max's traps i guess the iron falling two stories to hit yeah. right in the face would, would hurt pretty bad but again it's like that would hurt yeah agreed maybe get a concussion but would it kill you probably not but jumping from the second story and just immediately hitting your face right on the floor <laughs> that has a good chance of killing you this is a hard one. You're going to go through more pain and more suffering, and it's going to be more of a pain in the ass to break into 2021, but also you're getting you know, a better payout. So mm-hmm. does that cost benefit outweigh breaking into the McAllister home is really what it comes down to. I think I have my answer. I think I also have my answer. All right, Michael. So which house would we rather break into? The McAllister house. house. This is a coin flip, really. It, it, really, it really, really is. It's one of the closest center chats we've ever had, to be honest. Every other yeah. one, I had a definitive idea of what my answer was. This one is down the wire. Yeah, you could really go either way. It yeah. really just just pick your flavor. I, I'm actually just thinking now, like, I get that we've seen, we see the people trying to break into Kevin's house. They go to jail, and the ones that Max encountered hugged him and brought him home. Well, yeah, but <laughs> but also, if our goal is to steal stuff, 
I would assume at the end, I wouldn't be like, oh, you're healed by yourself. That's true. Like, I'll bring you home. Like, I was kind of thinking myself as a wet bandit the whole time. Okay, and, like, that's fair. how I would react. And if the wet bandits tried to break into the Bursar house, they would be certainly going to jail at the end as well. That's true. Okay, then now that we've locked that up, then yes, I, I, I got to go with the McAllister house. I just, I want to do anything in the 90s. Just take me back to the 90s. I don't need internet and a cell phone. I'll yeah. read more books and yell in the street instead of posting on social media. Please, just bring the 90s back. I beg That you. makes sense. You really flirt in the 90s based on all the stories we've heard <laughs> cucumbers and hammer handles got them the three main reasons for me are number one the things i steal will be less likely to get me caught because there's no tracking on a stolen vcr number two kevin is smaller and even though he's cuter i could take him and three probably most importantly the home security tech is far superior now than it was 30 years ago it's just harder to break into houses nowadays and just a reminder, we don't condone burglary. I know we talked about it a lot. If you're thinking about perpetrating a cool B&E, then I hope you D.I.E. But I hope you had a good Christmas. <laughs> oh, Have a good Christmas first, and then you can die. When it really comes down to it, it's if I'm going to do the complete 180 morally and career-wise to decide to be a criminal <laughs> and break into a place, I want it to be worth it. And I just don't think it's going to be worth it in, in the 90s. I just don't. I think that all the effort I put in is not really going to have all that much of a payout. And if I'm going to put that much effort into something and fight a child for an hour, <laughs> I want to make sure that, you know, it's worth it for me. And for that, I'm going to have to break into a house in, in 2021. Plus, I would feel less bad about, you know, having to throw Max off the balcony. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think that as much as I would love to break into the McAllister house and see Kevin and be like, I love you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I just think no matter how ruthless I was, I think I would immediately question my all my life choices instead of the Mercer house where I'd see Max and he'd be a little asshole and I'd be like, well, OK, time. Let's let's go, little boy. It's go time. Yeah, agreed. But. It's uh, I, I could see people going either way. Yeah. Speaking of which, we will be posting about this on Instagram the day the episode comes out. So go weigh in. Let us know. We want to know who was right. And the only way for us to do that is to hear what you think and you to tell us who was right. Yes, please. We like to see your thoughts. David, the next time people hear us will be in 2022. So happy new year all. Oh, my God. God, I don't believe it's 2022. Almost. Yes. What do we have coming in 2022? We are covering season two of The Witcher, which is a callback to our season one fifth episode where we covered season one of The Witcher. So January 5th, next Wednesday, Witcher season two. Going to be a blast. I didn't give that show enough credit the first time around. Went back and watched it. Love it. I gave it sufficient credit. It's good. It's just not your cup of tea. True. But we will discuss that further in a week. We'll be back in your ears and in your groin because we make you tingle. I think that's it. And remember, our opinion, just like getting to keep the change like a filthy animal after you've already been shot to death, does not matter. Mm -hmm.